everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. This episode is so wonderful. Oh, God, I can't do it. It hurts, Robbie. It hurts. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Uh, we are joined. A special guest. We brought him in just for this episode because he loves it so much. He wanted to spread the pain. Yeah. Love, Matt. <laughs> love. Uh, we we are joined by Andrew Bloom of the AndrewBlog.net. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well, Robbie, and thank you guys for having me back, despite my disastrous tenure as Prime Minister of Zaire. Tanzania. I, I, I wasn't Zanzibar. Prime Minister of Tanzania. <laughs> okay. okay, I don't... Africa, Zaire you mean? doesn't Af exist anymore. I don't... I, I'm, I, I think this episode illustrates very clearly... That no one knows anything about the geography of Africa. Because the, the American education system acts like it doesn't exist. Other than it's a big... I don't think we can blame the American education system for the laziness of the Simpsons writer's room. I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying, I, I, I think it... Okay, we'll get into it later on. There'll be plenty to discuss all the problems with this episode. Uh, hi guys, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Get access to all of our bonus material. We appreciate everyone who supports us. On to this week's episode. It is Simpsons Safari, episode CABF13, originally aired April 1st, 2001. If it only was truly an April Fool's joke. God, if only. This would have been... I mean, it still would be horrible, and I'd be sad that someone actually spent their time making it, but it would have been slightly better than, right? Uh, written written by John Swartzwater and directed by Mark Kirkland. I John Swartz John Swartzwater has written the most Simpsons episodes of anyone. Mark Kirkland has directed the most Simpsons episodes of anyone. Just want to say that first. Mm -hmm. Veterans. Maybe they wanted a challenge. <laughs> I uh, uh, Simpsons Safari received a seven point five rating, uh, approximately seven point seven million viewing households. Finished forty second in the ratings, tying episode of Dateline NBC. Well, that's something at least. I mean, Dateline's got to be better than this episode, right? I mean, most I, of the time. I watch Matt. If you picked a random episode of Dateline NBC from the probably thousands of them there are, I would happily watch any one at random. No guarantees of what it is. It could contain what, anything. What about Dateline Springfield? No. <laughs> That's a little bit closer to it. No, it probably still yes. Um, I'm trying to remember, wasn't there... Didn't Stone Phillips or a Stone Phillips-like character appear on The Simpsons at some point? We get some Marge mentioned him like several times in uh, Screaming Yellow Honkers. There you go. So you've got some nice Dateline synergy there. Uh, the chalkboard gag. I will not flush evidence. I mean, it's one of the best ways to get rid of it, although it's a lot harder now because, you know, forensic science I, is advanced. I, I don't know, actually, Matt. What are you hiding? I'm not hiding anything that you know about. Okay, cool. Or need to know about. Awesome. The couch gag it is the circus and the dancing one that has been on many. It's, it's a very old one. It's reused many times. And we will. They don't want to come with a new one and put it in front of this episode. Say it, it takes up a lot of time. That's that's the best I, thing you can say. For I it. will uh, I will reveal exactly how many times it has been used when we get to the news group section. Oh goodness! Yeah, uh, the episode guest stars Frank Welker as many animals. 
<laughs> Sounds like it does a pretty great job because all the animals seemed relatively uh, accurate to me. Yeah, that's what I would describe this episode, Matt. I would describe it as accurate portrayal of animals. Exactly. Wait, are you, are you their guys, sounds, right? Are you guys telling me this wasn't a documentary? I I hate, to break, the, the, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This is not a documentary. Uh, the, the rhinos rhinos don't hatch from eggs. I mean, this is obviously Willy Wonka's Africa, is where the Simpsons visited. Uh, Willy Wonka is a don't besmirch the good name of Willy Wonka, Matt. Uh huh. You mean Roald Dahl? Yeah, exactly. Also that. Don't besmirch the good name of Roald Dahl. It's a beloved children's author. Do you have some grudge against Roald Dahl, Matt? I don't. I actually like Roald Dahl a lot. I just happen to think that uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the original, is... Um, I didn't say anything about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I said something about Willy Wonka. Gene sorry, Wilder. Willy Wonka. In it. Gene... Yes. Uh, that one is slightly less racist. It, it hides its uh, what? Racist? Uh, racism behind orange paint. What? What? We're not. This is not an expose on Willy Wonka, Matt. Thank you very much. Just like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh God. Ah. Oh snap. Uh, that was not paint. That was a. He worked hard on that tan. These. Okay. Sure he did. Simpson Safari. Where you notice how we haven't even started yet, and we're already trying to not talk about this episode. Simpson Safari begins. With the family going shopping without Marge. It is Homer, Bart, and Lisa going grocery shopping at a new grocery store that looks exactly like the old grocery store, but it has a new name. Is this a new grocery store? Because they just said they wanted to shop at the gas station. No, it's in the, the they briefly show the outside of the grocery store. It is not whatever, I forget the name of the actual, but I know it's not the same. Megalomart? Megalomart. It's not, that's, Megalomart? That's King, that's of, the King of the Hill. What are you talking about, Matt? No, sorry. No, um, oh, Monster Mart. No, that's the only the one that the Marge goes to. That's the one to go with the poo. Yeah, that's the yeah. only. That's the only. Oh God, we're already. This is what we're doing. Um, it's just called the grocery store. It doesn't have a name. Okay. <laughs> Springfield Grocery Store is the name of it, but this is not called that. It is called Mega co- Cost, Mega Low Mega Cost, or something like along those three words in some sort of order. You know, those things. It just, they don't, it, it just, it immediately stood out to me because it is not the typical exterior of the grocery store, even though the shot is laid out exactly the same way. And there was no shopping cart rolling out of the parking lot either. Um, but Maggie and Marge are at the doctor's because Maggie has swallowed a Time magazine? Which, I don't even know how that's possible. I'll... I don't know. Compared to everything that happens prior to them going to Africa, I'm... It's, like, almost... It's it's insane and doesn't mostly... It just is... But it's not... It's not as bad. So I hold on to it. Like, Maggie swallowing a magazine makes no sense, but it's not Africa scenes. I was going to say, That's for true. as much as we... Sorry, please go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, go ahead. You're you're the guest. You get priority. <laughs> I was going to say, as much as we are no doubt going to gripe about all the terrible things in this episode, the first act is mostly fine. Like, everything pre-Africa is... You know, it doesn't really obey any laws of physics or gravity or human reason, but it's perfectly... Uh, amiable mike scully era random comedy like it's not outstanding but it's perfectly fine there's 
chuckles there, if nothing else. It's just, it, it looks a lot better with the company it keeps later in the episode. <laughs> it is, it's harmless dumb. You know, it, it's it's mostly just like, okay, Maggie is at the doctor's because she ate a magazine. And then we get a gag about Dr. Hibbert reading the magazine through an x-ray. Uh, we get a lot of grocery shopping, and mostly it's just all three of them just putting whatever they want in the cart. And then we get to what is the inciting incident to the inciting incident. You know how the Scully years go. We oh, gotta, of course. There's got to be like a... There's got a trail you have to work backwards from. <laughs> yes, so this is the inciting incident to the inciting incident. Uh, because there's bag boys and people are being mean to them. Wait, I changed my mind. Stack it in the order, I'll eat it driving home. Sir, please! I've already bagged it by color and an order of each item's discovery by man. The customer's always right. That's what everybody likes about us. Now mush! You tell him, Jumbo! And you, start over. I want everything in one bag. Yes, ma'am. But I don't want the bag to be heavy. Well, I don't think that's possible. What are you, the possible police? Just do it. Hey, hey, watch what you're doing there, sack monkey. You're bruising my Duralog. Hurry up. I can't stand here jabbing you all day. Please, ow, stop. Bag boys have feelings, too, you know. No, you don't. Uh, excuse me, is there a problem here? No, I can handle it. I'll get you, Squealer. Ow! Oh, that's it. On behalf of Sack Stuffers Local 199, I'm calling a strike. Strike! 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 Oh, the bag boys are on strike! I'm shaking! Mr. Simpson, please, will you go home? If I can have this rubber stick. Oh, Homer. I... I... Wow. Guys, Homer's a jerk. Do you know that? <laughs> Are you? He's he's the same lovable oaf he's always been. I mean, he's uh, he's the relatable everyman. Who among us has not found ourselves berating bag boys and trying to steal pointless grocery store items? Oh, oh, oh god. Uh, so the bag boys are on strike, and because of that, no one can eat food. Apparently. Well, of course, Sound if there aren't bag boys, how else in the world can you get food? There's nowhere, nowhere else. I mean, get apparently Springfield only has one grocery store. I guess if all the bag boys in Springfield are all striking and assaulting people when they try and get their food out of the store, then maybe that, I mean, there's a certain level of logic there, but you could, I, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. I don't even know why I'm bothering. Uh, there's no, except, they, uh, except for the fact that they just mentioned that he could be shopping at the gas station. There's, I, you know, you're not going to make a five-course meal, but there's food, damn it. I I know, Andrew. It's just I got to... Also restaurants. I got to save my energy because the the meat of the problems are definitely once they get to Africa. But it's just... It's a, it's inane. Of course it is. They don't want to explain anything. They just want things to happen and then push the plot. Quote-unquote plot. Plot with sneer quotes. Uh... They're searching the house for food because they're starving. Everything. There's no food in the house. They do have cream of toast. I'm curious about this cream of toast. Oh, it's like uh, Ren and Stimpy when they had the powdered toast. Same div, just you know, slightly different form. I think I smell a new trivia uh, debt. Uh, de I think I smell a new trivia dare. Oh god. Oh god. I mean, I eat 
whatever cream of toast is, I think I'd eat it. Well, I, mean, I would hope so. I mean, I, that, I, that sounds way better than all the other things we've had to eat. I kind of like, you know, you take toast and you make it soft, but it still like has the burnt. Okay. So they're looking for food. Santa's little helper is there and he sniffs something in the house. There's a little bit of cartoon cartoon dog going on here where he's pointing them in the wrong direction. Eventually he goes up the attic, finds some old animal crackers. And Homer finds a golden giraffe in the box. An old, 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 old box of animal crackers from the 60s. Even though that doesn't make sense, considering this aired in 2000, 2001. Because Homer, how would how would he have animal crackers made in the 60s? Maybe he had a trunk from his parents' house that he never really opened, but just threw in the attic. Because he was sure it could be stuff his mom left behind. Okay, I mean that. I guess that is a less of a leap of logic than they make it multiple times <laughs> throughout this episode. So Homer, I was say it's it's the least of this episode's problems. Like <laughs> eh, they probably wouldn't be that old. But so yeah. Homer with the golden giraffe goes to to to. I guess dis- I guess discovers I can think it says it on the box right that you win a trip to Africa. So Homer takes the golden giraffe to the owners of the company. Whoa, a solid gold animal cracker. Find the golden giraffe and we'll send you and your family to Africa. Africa? They're bound to have food there. On my free African safari, I want to do everything on this box. I want to shoot a lion in the face, fight Muhammad Ali, and ride in a convertible with two happy zebras. Sir, that contest ended 30 years ago. We don't even make animal crackers anymore. We make household poisons and Christmas lights. Your box made promises of a vacational nature, and I expect you to live up to them. We won't, though. Sir, with all due respect, an old box of cookies is not a legal contract. Ow! My eye! We are in good trouble. He could sue us. This defective string. Yeah, and it's got very sharp corners. Mr. Simpson, we've decided to make good on your vacation. Woohoo! Hey, mister. Yes? On the plane, I'm gonna need two seats for the twins. The Simpsons are going to Africa! Yeah! What is it, Nagongo? Evil is coming. What shall we do, Nagongo? You are Nagongo now. You are Nagongo now. Uh, yes, because that's Africa. That's all about. That's the only place you could show someone in Africa being scared of the Simpsons coming is dancing around a fire <laughs> in thatched woven huts. Also, yeah. not for nothing, this is basically the same gag they did in Bart Carney, where Homer invites the Carneys to come stay at the Simpsons' house, and Marge <laughs> shudders, and is like, why did you shudder like that, Mom? I don't know. Like, just, it's, not that there's that anything much- that wrong with repeating gags, but but this is going back to that well. Yeah, but this is the, that was really interesting because it was Marge, and she didn't know why, and, and this is just, hey, let's add a little racism into that while we're at it. It's the George Lucas principle. <laughs> exactly. Oh god. Okay. Um so uh what do I they this how that's how we get there. We get <laughs> which is all of the first act. Bag boy strike food shortage animal crackers trip to Africa. Relatable. Sure. 
there's no other way you could get them there. And this is one of those. This is one of those. Uh, uh connect the dots with like three thousand points, right? I mean, when I, I'm gonna actually say this, man. It's not really in defense of this episode because I'm not going to ever defend this episode for anything it Thank does. Goodness. I'm just going to say that once they're in Africa, it's not like any of the other like trip episodes, any of the vacation episodes. It's not like they generally have like heavy structure to them. It's always just like the Simpsons wander around in the place. I'm I'm going to disagree with that a little bit. I think there's more structure to. 30 minutes over Tokyo, which which was the last episode I joined you guys for. And I think there's also more structure to their Australia episode. I mean, there's certainly some aimless, we're going to riff on whatever country we're in kind of material. But there's usually at least some kind of plot motivation to drive things forward as opposed to eh, I'm just going to kind of stumble from plot point to plot point and scene to scene without any real connective tissue or purpose. Well, yeah, especially Australia. Australia had an overarching plot that made sense. Why are they there? Uh, because Bart got in trouble. It even like while they're there, that's a big part of what happens at the end. How they get out of there? That's really interesting. Uh, this is a little closer to like Andrew said, thirty minutes over Tokyo, and uh, that they just show up and they have gags. But eventually, a plot happens in thirty minutes over Tokyo. And I guess if you count the whole them getting separated from their tour guy, that's kind of a plot here. But I mean, monkey it feels are, a lot shakier. Are you saying chimps aren't a plot, Matt? You know what? I'm just going to hit myself in the head until I pass out when we get to that portion. Wake me back up for trivia. Okay. That's unfortunate. I don't, you don't need any more head trauma. Uh, That's I what don't. he gets for not hailing to the chimp. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You need to do that. That was the last good chimp joke this show ever had. Okay. So uh, with that, we go to commercial. Uh, That's seven minutes and 18 seconds in. We are in act two. Indeed. And when we come back, uh, we basically have the Simpsons on the plane on the way to Africa, uh, which, uh, you know, there are some jokes about the name of the country, which actually are not terrible. Uh, but, you know, it gets worse from here. Attention, passengers. Please prepare for our landing in Tanzania. I'm sorry. It is now called New Zanzibar. Excuse me. It is now called Pepsi Presents New Zanzibar. So, yeah, I, I actually like the joke at the end. Pepsi presents New Zanzibar because uh, I, I think the point of that joke is to you know call attention to the uh, colonial exploitation of vast swaths of Africa. And I'm like, OK, for once, the Simpsons have a joke that actually kind of works. If that's not the case, please don't tell me. Let me have some hope. No. OK, good. Moving on. I don't I'm I not. Mean, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll let you live in your, your ignorant bliss. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hesitate to give the writers any extra credit, Matt, like at being clever. <laughs> in this yeah. episode. Considering enough, we enough. just left a bit where Homer says he needs two seats for both butt cheeks on the airplane. Uh, I was going to say, there's a, a joke in a late, much later episode where uh, Lisa and a fellow student in the future are still glad about going to Yale, even though it was purchased by McDonald's. I feel like this is basically that same joke. I don't know that there's enough baked in commentary, in it, but maybe, maybe I can't rule out that they were making a incisive commentary about colonial exploitation of Africa. 
This we don't know that they weren't doing that. If there's ev- anything that this episode is definitely doing, it is definitely all about a colonial exploitation of Africa. I think everything in this episode is just directly... Well, well yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, they come at it from two different angles. So this is the angle like, oh, remember how, uh, you know, Western countries exploited Africa? And then they just do the same thing as yet another reminder of that? Maybe? So you sound so confident. Anyway. Why not? You sound so confident, Matt. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, at this point, we get more jokes uh, from, uh, I believe the the uh, tour guide Kitenge, uh, who is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That is Hank Azaria, right? Doing his voice. Yes, it is. You yeah. are okay. Good. One hundred percent correct. <laughs> All right. You so if you hate his masterful and authentic African accent. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's yeah. it's like if I could if I could say if I just said the word vague accent that this is the accent I this is what I think of it's not really any particular place it's just an accent just vaguely it's just an accent the kinds of, that sounds vaguely British but not quite You're like oh this is obviously from a former British colony but I can't really tell you which one. Which is something, I guess. Anyway, uh, they meet their tour guide, Kitenge, and uh, he gets informs them that the current dictator in power got there in a bloodless coup uh, from all smotherings. Because, well, I guess that's the easier way. There, I'm sure there's a lot less collateral damage that way. Uh, and then Homer makes the wonderful comment that that's how Jimmy Carter took power. That's really? why he's history's greatest monster. <laughs> you know, okay, that... Andrew, stop that. You're making that joke actually make sense it's, and be it, interesting. It doesn't make Matt, it doesn't. <laughs> don't don't okay, let thank Andrew's joke yeah. is better. That joke that Andrew just made is better <laughs> than ninety-five percent. Calling most of the things in this episode jokes is very generous. Because above everything else this episode is, it is tremendously unfunny. That is a very, very because we're gonna get into some bad ones coming up here. Uh, so yeah, uh, jokes about Jimmy Carter being a dictator who sees power in a vast wave of smotherings, which make no sense. Uh, with the family gets to their first night on their African safari, which they get to spend in a tree, which is cool. Uh, I have never heard of a safari being in tree houses. I I, I did I honestly don't know if trees in Africa grow that large. Uh, maybe they do. Uh, we get Homer throwing his luggage at somebody and then getting eaten by a giant spider who spits acid on it. <laughs> well, it doesn't eat it, Matt. He just all the the spider spits acid because all those you know all those giant spiders that spit acid. Uh, it, it melts the luggage. He does not eat it. At least we don't see okay, the spider sorry. eat the, the the luggage. Maybe saving yeah. it for later. <laughs> he has to liquefy the luggage before he can eat it. That's the, exactly. the biological process going on. Yeah, there's like we said, lots of heavy science going on in about animals in this. Oh man, it, it, that's so so very true. Um, speaking of which, we're gonna get back to that. Uh, mosquito nets. Uh, apparently, if you turn them inside out, the mosquitoes are on the inside. I I want to Matt. I, 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 I want to <laughs> say that I actually I I of course this episode is tremendously unfunny and dull. And stupid, but I think that it. I don't either. If either, I'm just like broken inside now from watching all these episodes in a row, <laughs> or or they were they're onto something because this is this feels like this this episode feels so so unfunny 
that I was laughing at it. I was laughing at how bad, and like I'm like, how are these? How did this happen? I it, I was just like I was like struggling not to just like I feel like I'm cackling like it was insane laughter, like his like I'm I'm like I'm like I was about to fall into hysteria when I was watching this episode. I well, I mean, hysteria is one way of calling it. <laughs> I say I, I will cop to liking the mosquito net joke. It doesn't make any sense, but I think the. I mean, I was about to say the big problem with this episode. One of the many problems with this episode is that it has cute reality-defying gags here and there, but it's all reality-defying gags. Like, if you go to that well once or twice, it's kind of funny as a change of pace, and it's something The Simpsons has done plenty of times before. But when it's all gags like that, it just gets really tiresome really quickly. Well, yeah, because these jokes are... They're fine to throw in one once in a while. You're just like, oh, that's funny. I, I get it. Uh, but then when it's every joke is that it, it makes you sad. <sighs> Very sad. <sighs> Mosquitoes. Mosquito nets. Yeah. Mosquito net jokes. Anyway, uh, next up, uh, bad jokes about uh, animals. Uh, because this is where we go downhill real, real damn fast. Um, so... At first, they're playing basically animal bingo. Uh, it turns out there is a warthog in the vehicle with them. Hey, Matt. Wait, somehow. Matt. Wait, I want to stop you. Do you understand the joke? Which joke? The warthog joke. Don't you get it? It's so... It's so... Because Bart, he... They're playing animal bingo, and he sees a warthog, and then Lisa thinks that he's calling her a warthog, but actually, there's a real warthog. Oh, that that's a joke. Oh, okay. Well, that I guess that makes... Slightly more sense than it's chewing um, on her hair. Yes, yes, it is. So you can yes, see it in the frame. <laughs> you can uh. you can't see it. You can't see it in the frame. It's really it's so bad. It is so bad. I don't it this really guys really this is what we're doing. This is what we're committing to. Oh oh it's the, oh we're it's the warthog. It's in the jeep. What? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. What? And Lisa didn't notice it, even though it was sitting next to her and chewing on her hair. Guys, I, I don't even know why you're focusing on the warthog. I was just going to push right past the warthog to the fact that next up, we have a rhino hatching from an egg, uh, followed by a giraffe in an underground tunnel. And just, I don't... I, I don't know what the joke's supposed to be. Can well, Matt, Matt here, me? here's here's the joke. I want to. Okay, so you remember the warthog joke we just talked about? Uh huh. They're very funny warthog joke. So this episode doesn't. It doesn't just have a bunch of non jokes in it. It also has many examples of the Simpsons writers openly spiting its audience. What? Are you telling me the writers don't appreciate their their uh, audience? I'm I all I'm saying is that this is one of multiple times when the Simpsons writers are making calling the audience stupid for expecting any degree of re, any degree of realism. Look, a rhino hatches from an egg. Look, a giraffe it lives in a tunnel. Is it? Isn't that not actual reality? But it's actually happening. Eh, isn't that? And Homer, Homer is pointing it out to the egghead Lisa. Look, that's how nature works. You just saw it with your own eyes. It has to be true. Uh, why? 
why are you I, doing this? Why are you making? Why are you making this a part of your show? So I, I mean, because they hate us. Far, <laughs> far be it for me to defend anything in this episode. I think the most charitable spin you can put on it is it's kind of like that gag in Futurama where they're underwater and Zoidberg's house burned down. Oh like, yes! How did that even happen? And then. Bender's like, oh, I, I left my lit cigar in here. And uh, Hermes just says, oh, that just raises further questions. Like, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be self-conscious about the absurdity of the situation and let the comedy come from that. But they just do that for the entire episode. So pointing it out briefly doesn't have any punch or, or, or comic force to it. That's true. If this was the only time this happened, it would be like, oh, I get it. That's kind of funny. But it's not. It consistently happens for the rest of the episode yeah that's my pro i mean if it was just this one time but it's just a bunch of times where it's just openly flaunting reality and then kind of rubbing our faces in it and it's a skull a year tradition where you gotta be a little a little bit antagonistic towards your you gotta have hey we know none of this makes sense isn't that part of the charm and oh if you don't like it you're an idiot and I yeah sure I'm tired of it, and this is very bad considering the rest of this episode. And sure, in a vacuum, Rhino Hatchet from an egg, whatever. Sure, yeah. So yeah, uh. Uh, now we're gonna move on to what, in retrospect, kind of starts the rest of the plot off because now uh, when they're on the rest of the safari, uh, Kitenge spots some poachers and helps scare them off. What? What is it? Mm. Poachers. <gasps> That's terrible. Now, honey, poachers are nature's way of keeping the balance. Whenever there are so many species that people get confused and angry, a poacher is born. I don't care. I hate them. Let's get out of here. They'll be back. They left their cargo pants. He says as he is wearing cargo pants. I don't... Okay, is there some... I'm I'm assuming there's not, because I'm this episode. I'm, is there something I'm missing about the cargo pants? Why? What is that? I think it was just a dig on cargo pants, because it was popular to make fun of them in the early 2000s. I, I mean, Matt, it's never not popular to make fun of cargo pants. Uh... They That's are. true because everyone's super jealous of them. I right. would, I would argue that they uh, are actually. This is the one place that you would absolutely want to wear cargo pants out in this, out in the savannah. Like that's you actually do need some if you're going to wear them. That's a good place. That's true because you will have lots of things you need to carry around, like water and a first aid kit and food and sunscreen, lots and lots of sunscreen. So, uh, so cargo pants are very practical. I, I just, I don't. That's it. Just it's those. You're just like, what is? Is that a joke? Question mark? I assume the gag is that there's the stereotype of poachers wearing cargo pants, or maybe it's just silliness, like random silliness that there's, oh yes, we will mark them by their cargo pants. It's, mm -hmm. oof, I don't know. I'm <laughs> grasping at straws here. Woof is a good way, yes. Woof. So, yes, uh, at this point, the Simpsons go on on their safari. Uh, they go to Olduvai Gorge, uh, where, you know, they find they're shown the skeleton of the oldest uh, human ancestor, which Homer immediately discounts because it has so few bones for some reason. 
I guess it's just showing how dumb he is. Uh, the family uh, moves on from this uh, to go visit a Maasai tribe, uh, which I'm sure lots of people actually do uh, on safaris and that sort of thing, because the Maasai uh, generally uh, have, you know, a lot of their grazing grounds near large cities because, you know, they're modern people. They do that sort of thing. Uh, not that we'll see that here. Uh, here we see the Maasai in, you know, thatch hutch and whatnot. Uh, and then the, so the Simpsons uh, do a whole bunch of racist things. They get... <laughs> Uh, lips dissed and uh, next, weird uh, next stretched next extended there you go and uh, they they jump around to weird uh, music uh, that we're supposed to think is African music and I'm 99.999% sure is not in any way shape or form and then uh, luckily for us Homer uh, gets into a frenzy and hits a hippo on the butt which causes it to run at them uh, luckily for them, Katenge, uh, the best tour guide ever, throws his body between the Simpsons and the hippo uh, and manages to steer it away from them. Uh, so the Simpsons, rather than, you know, run with the rest of the people and try and hide with them, uh, they run to the river because hippos are scared of water. Wait, you forgot one important point, Matt, which is that oh, just like the warthog, nobody notices that the hippo is there or does oh, anything course, until Homer strikes well, it. It had its back turned to them, so obviously its butt looks just like a bunch of drums. That's uh, how they did this. It was hiding with the drums. Okay, let's rip this band-aid off. Uh, this episode's terrible, and it's terribly racist. <laughs> oh, really, Robbie? I, I, from our description, I don't know if I knew that. I know. I'm just sort of... It's... We need to address it directly. I, I don't want to just say, oh, it's racist and move on, because it's important to actually say why. Uh, there are, yes, there are an actual Maasai people, um, and they, and some of them are in Tanzania, and that is, at least they got that part right. Yes, and this, and the, the, apparently the dancing that they do is, I guess, a, 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 an attempt at recreating an actual dance they would perform. And okay. they, and they also, and they also drink cow blood, apparently. Oh, yes, the, the Maasai make almost all of their living off of their cattle, um. Uh, you know, uh, hurts. So I can believe that part. However, however, man, <laughs> wait, wait, that's all I'm, well, that was the good I... stuff. That was the good stuff. Uh, they don't have lip plates. They don't have neck rings. Um, they don't, they don't do those things. And when you have Homer get up and dance and sing along with gibberish, I, <sighs> Oh yeah. I totally forgot about the, the scene in the car where, Homer attempts to sing along with the radio and just sings gibberish and seems to be having a great time. He does that as well. That's an actual pop song in, from Africa. So there's at least that, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, it's hilarious. Their language is different from our language. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. Um, the, it and, this, and this kind of like vague racism is basically in everything that happens in this episode. Because it is... I don't know. I think Africa is a very large place. Huge. Gigantic. The gigantic continent. Yeah, if they if they had just said, oh, you're going to Tanzania, and then someone asked, oh, where's that? It's in Africa. And just then, from then on, said Tanzania, it would not be as bad as just say, this is what all of Africa's like. Uh, uh, and, like, when you, when you try and distill an entire continent's worth of culture down into like a little tiny thing that's very problematic 
uh that's not especially a country like africa where there are hundreds if not thousands of different ethnic groups with long storied history like you go to australia they've only been there a couple hundred years and most of them are british uh because you know they wiped out all the aboriginal people uh so generally they do have the same culture japan same way uh it's generally been one ethnic group for thousands of years africa not the case and so when you when they literally point out like kirkland mark kirkland points out i think in in the uh dvd commentary he's like yeah when you look through the script all these locations are thousands of miles from each other that they all visit they visit all these places and they're like some are in tanzania some are victoria falls is thousands of miles from where they are technically um when you try and squeeze it all into one little ball that's very very troublesome and then you just have the Simpsons act like brutish tourists and not acknowledge the imperialism and <laughs> colonialism and just ignore all that stuff. And if you I would I could maybe even give them a pass for some of the stuff in this episode if they just had some like Matt, when you're talking about the Pepsi joke, maybe a week and a nod to colonialism it'd be nice if that was true but i think more of that happening like more lisa is the perfect vehicle for that but she's just there dancing with the rest of them and she has neck rings and yeah i mean africa has basically been a hotbed of racism ever since somebody in europe decided hey let's take over i mean at least the perfect person to point that out like hey why are all the people in charge here still mostly white what's up with that and i mean or, maybe maybe not that kind of thing in The Simpsons, but you know it's something in the I background. Mean, Matt, honestly, the, I, I my my honest answer is they they shouldn't do an episode in Africa ever. Well, of course, <laughs> or just go on a safari and it just be about animals. There you go, and and poachers. So that that would I think that could be okay if done well, but it's not. And I and that's and this is and this stuff is present all the time they're in africa it's always there it's always gonna be there if you don't acknowledge it it's it's punch it's it's oh oh my god it's you could i could spend you could spend hours just dissecting every little scene um and it's and it's really crazy to me sometimes because there are there are parts of this stuff what feels like they're actually they're trying to pay attention to this stuff and trying to represent people uh correctly and then other and then immediately they're just like, nah, let's just give them everything about Africa that people think of when they think of Africa. You know, they think of the lip plates and the neck rings and they think of hippos. Let's just throw all that all in there once. Let's start. Well, it's, it's a Simpsons. Of, uh, it's a, Simpsons. a symptom of the Scully years is they always go for the easiest possible joke. They want people to see what they expect to see. And that's what they're doing here. And it just it's terrible. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, that, that's the, the part where I kind of want to give them a little bit of credit or at least say that it's nothing new, because if you if you go back and watch the Japan episode or the Australia episode, it's not like there's a lot of really authentic representations of those cultures. It's very much what would an American know about Australia or Japanese culture from watching television and movies and, and the occasional unit in history class. It, they take that same approach here. And I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to slate them too much for it, except A, as Matt points out, 
there's a big difference when you're consolidating an entire continent down to one culture. And there's something inherently racist about that. And B, a lot of these gags are just lazy as hell. You know, if it was good humor and they were kind of papering over some of the shallowness of it, then I, I feel like it would be at least more stomachable. But it just exposes how bare and stereotypical all of these jokes are. That they're not even trying to, like, do good comedy that is maybe not the most authentic representation in the world. They're doing terrible comedy that relies on broad stereotypes and absolute nonsense that consolidates an entire continent down to one broadly overgeneralized thing. There's just nothing good about it. Well, yeah, honestly, we should be thanking them for only considering sub-Saharan Africa in all of their Africa jokes, because thankfully we don't get much of Northern Africa. Or South Africa. Well, I, I mean... Yeah, I guess there are no specific South Africa jokes. It's mostly Central Africa. I mean, I think At least large, that's something. I mean, I think yeah, there's not. It could be we don't we don't get any apartheid jokes. I was gonna say, are you telling me you don't want to see Mike Scully's? I'm sure incisive take on apartheid. Ooh. He seems well equipped to tackle an issue like that with humor. <laughs> Oh, guys, you're making my stomach hurt. Can we stop, please? I mean, I think it's just this episode's very lazy, and it's just the and it's and it's just emblematic of how, like, I've criticized the laziness of the Scullyers many times already, but this episode, by setting it in Africa, it re- it just it's a giant spotlight on it. It's just focusing it right on it and demonstrating it very clearly how they just never go past the first thing they think of it feels it feels like this is the roughest of drafts take it away matt <laughs> oh yeah i forgot we're still in the middle of act two anyway uh so yes as the family runs away from the village they hop into the river and they head down a river and the river splits and just like in boy scouts in the hood uh there's a good side and a bad side and unfortunately for the simpsons they got blown into the bad side and that's where we go to a commercial it's, uh, that's 14 in minutes and 10 seconds into the episode. So the 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 lengths lengths of the acts are actually it's fairly equal even in in that. That's hey, true because a lot of times we get a very long act one and shorter two and three. But nope, they spread it all out. It's very it's very well paced this episode. I would say very well paced. It's a bit amazing even. It's so good. I think I'm losing my mind. They're well, looking for the the barest of good things about this episode. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have no substance, pace is easy. <laughs> That's very true. It doesn't matter where we cut it. Um, so Homer and the family are now s- s- on a shield. They're floating on top of a shield or a ceremonial mask. Some, they, steal, they steal something from the village and are now floating down the river on it. Homer tries to navigate with using the animal cracker box. Which is just a picture of a, a the continent of Africa with a picture of a monkey's head on it. Because they, he's that dumb. I sure it's fine. It's just a non. It's a non gag. It's another non joke. They are they're sailing down the river and they see some people, some African people. We don't know who they 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 we don't know who they are. They are just random, a, a random people watching them and the gag is that they look menacing but and they sound menacing but they're actually saying that we should be friends with the simpsons we should go and say hello 
And then Homer throws a spear at them. Because Homer's a jerk, and that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. <sighs> um, and then... And then... They... They're still in the boat. And they... Call, I guess it's not a boat. I'm gonna call it a boat. It's effectively a boat. They are at Victoria Falls. And they fall over the waterfall. Victoria Falls. Now, I know. I know you guys are thinking. You're thinking, wait, Robbie. Victoria Falls. Isn't that the highest waterfall in the entire world? Wow. You know, that had not occurred to me. Weird. But don't worry, Matt. Okay? Don't worry. I oh, don't, thank don't worry about the Simpsons. Phew. Luckily, they land in a giant flower. Whew. This flower saved our lives. Oh no! It's eating us! Not a chance. Wow, Dad, how did you do that? It's a flower. Are we insane yet? Are we insane yet? Are we insane yet? I told you yes. Now, Bart, go to the top of that hill and see if you can spot our hotel. Mount Kilimanjaro? Go. Okay. <laughs> a chimp! Hello, little fella. Hey, maybe you'll lead us to bananas. Or more mouth-watering monkeys. I, I appreciate the fact that, like Abe Simpson, Homer has inherited his father's desire to eat monkeys. That's true. It does seem to be a, a, a Simpson male trait. Right next to the stupid gene. Uh, guys, they fall off the waterfall and land in a flower. And they're alive! And Just like in real life. And then they have a joke that is literally the opposite of what had just happened. They fall into the flower and it and it cushions them like it's a like like it's a, a like a mattress. And then Homer just pushes his way through it like it's tissue paper. Within the span of yeah. fifteen seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Robbie, I, I don't understand what your problem with this is. Obviously it's how it works. This show has a lot of moving parts. You can't expect them to maintain continuity from one second to the next. I mean, this show's been running for, for more than a decade at this point. It's too much. It's too much. Can't right. handle it. Just give me one second, you guys. <gasps> ah! What is going on? What is this? So, so one of us has to scream every episode until it gets better. I can't, man. I can't do What is... I can't. I just upset my cat. I can't, within the span of 15 seconds, they can't hold it together? Nope. 15 seconds. So let me counterbalance with one thing that I actually do like in this stretch of the episode. And that is the meta gag of Homer still being stuck on the bag boy strike. Just because it's, it feels like a, a again, very self-conscious and winking at the audience sort of gag, but at least a legitimate gag of how often those first act setups are quickly forgotten, and Homer is still fixated on it, even when he's going in all this insane things. It's it's something, damn it. I like it. It probably is the best... I don't even want to call it a joke, but probably the best continuation of plot in this entire episode. It... Uh, I, 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 I... What are they doing? Fulfilling contractual obligations. 
They I mean, are we, legally we, we required we to produce a certain amount of Simpsons content <laughs> a year, and they're fulfilling that requirement. Oh yeah. God, that's the and that's the answer. That's the answer. This is just like, hey, just crap out an Africa episode in the barest amount of time with a barest amount of effort and get it out there. Where's the pride? Where? 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 where, where ah. It's been going down since the lake caught on fire. <laughs> Why don't they care? Is it asking that? Is it that asking too much for them to care about making something good? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, because at that point in time, no one cared. It's so okay, so frustrating. So they they run into the monkey, and it's friendly. And then they uh, they follow the monkey to uh, uh, the, the the monkey sanctuary run by Doctor Bushwell. Uh, they get there by swinging on a vine like Tarzan, like you do. Another another idea uh, that. Uh, Steven Spielberg steals for his masterpiece Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, Robbie, we that's almost as bad as this. Can we just forget about it? Um, no, I unfortunately can't, Matt. It's stuck with me forever, I think. Okay, fair enough. So they meet, they go to this the sanctuary, they meet Dr. Bushwell, who is a Jane Goodall stand-in. I don't know what they have against Jane Goodall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they don't, they do not think too high. This is, and this is before the reveal that Dr. Bushwell is the villain, I guess. It is, it's that she, they just, just, Homer just literally insults her for like a minute. And uh, here you, here, here you guys, you can, you can, you can have some of that. It's kind of you to take us in, Dr. Bushwell. Yeah. Thanks for the grub. Grubs. Whatever. Ah, uh, there's a burst of flavor. Your work has really inspired me, Doctor, and I love your sensible ponytail. Well, thank you. See, Jojo? She likes it. So I noticed your home smells of feces. Yes. And not just monkey feces, either. Could we talk about something else? I, I love what you've done with these poles. <laughs> Every day I get up at 5.30, watch the chimps, eat a quick lunch of roots and water, then more chimp-watching. After dark, I come home and think about chimps until it's time for bed. You must be the most boring woman on Earth. Possibly, but... I mean, I knew scientists wasted their lives, but jeez! <sighs> the writers agree with Homer here, or are they just trying to get a cheap gag? Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. That's my answer, I agree. I, I will say I appreciate that Homer's uh, olfactory abilities to smell the letters on cakes extend to feces. There's some good continuity, I guess. <sighs> hey, guys, I, I don't know if you understand. Let me explain one of the jokes here, just so you guys understand. It's a very complicated, nuanced gag. Homer, uh, not Homer, Bart. It's, it's Homer, you know, it shows them eating. And it's a close-up on Bart's face, so you can't see what they're eating. And he says, hey, thanks for the grub. And then when Bushwell says, it's grubs, and it zooms out, and it's actually Bart eating grubs. I like that gag. It's silly, it's, and it's It's, it's one of the minor, least offensive you know? ones. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty classic Simpsons misdirect kind of bit. I'm not going to say it's the most clever thing in the world, but it may be the most clever thing in this episode. 
That's me booing. I boo. Boo. I'm not saying boo earns. Aw. I'm just... I... 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 Um... So we get a little bit of a time with Dr. Bushwell and her chimps and her monkeys. And then uh, we get the prerequisite third act action sequence where the poachers try and poachers are attacking. And uh, Dr. Bushwell asks the Simpson family to help her defend the sanctuary, even though it's not really a sanctuary. It's a little fort. And it's not. I, I guess I don't like I don't it, it's just it's it, none of it even on the basis of levels makes sense even before you get to the this is the the normal stuff before you get to the truly crazy ending and even this it makes no sense there's it, but but there are poachers quote unquote poachers we're gonna find out they're not actually poachers in a second they they are breaking in and the family helps defend it by throwing coconut bombs and shooting car tires with bees. <laughs> they shoot. They use Marge and Lisa are in a tree. High in a tree. They're high in a tree. And they have blow darts. And they use bees as ammunition. Live bees. And they shoot them at the tires of a car. And it pops the tires. Is it going to count as irony when Robbie has a Frank Grimes-style mental breakdown yeah. from watching <laughs> The Simpsons? <laughs> we be so, here yes. closer and closer to that. I, I, I am... Is the reason it's my favorite episode, Andrew. They shoot bees through a blowjord! I'm I feel, I feel like I'm losing my mind when I'm watching this episode. It literally it is ins- they sh- they throw coconut bombs. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> what is happening? I believe you're having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> do you feel some tightness in your chest? No, I I don't I don't <laughs> No, I, I no, I'm I'm fine. I just <laughs> And this is this is only the lead up to the truly crazy thing because they eventually the the poachers get inside and lisa starts (laughs) lisa is in a fight scene with one and then she rips off the dude's shirt or his jacket or whatever to reveal a shirt underneath that says greenpeace greenpeace that's right and we're not leaving till we rescue every animal here Well, if you really cared about chimps, you'd know that Dr. Bushwell is their best friend. Oh, is that right? Why don't you tell her about the diamond mine, Doctor? Diamond mine? What are you talking about? I'm talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) The chimps are running a diamond mine. Why, what fascinating behavior. I I must document this new activity. Dr. Bushwell. What, these? They were a graduation present. Unbelievable. The shaft must be five miles deep. (laughs) 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 Oh, look at 
there's more over here. Look at this. She's hidden diamonds everywhere. Even on the soles of her shoes. Yep. She's one of the ten richest chimp researchers in the world. Look at me! I'm a scientist! <laughs> Africa. How could you exploit your beloved chimps like this? I think we should look at her research before we condemn her entirely. I haven't said anything for a while. I'm really glad you kept in all the chimps talking to each other. That was that was very important. Bart saying, I haven't said anything in a while, I think is the only thing that made me, like, smirk in this entire episode. Well, even that's just a repeat of Marge's gag in, uh, that's not Burns Air, Blood, Blood Feud. It was like, oh, I'm sure he'll make us a reasonable offer. And then we'll make him double it. Everybody stops and stares at her and says, what, I, can't I be greedy once in a while? Like, it's an out-of-character moment, vaguely meta. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so again, nothing wrong with repeating those gags. It just lends to the feeling of laziness and recycling that's going on with this whole episode. I, I do want to say that I do appreciate the fact that John Swartzwater has seen the 1995 classic, Congo. <laughs> oh, that's obviously where this came from, is uh, the, the white gorillas mining things. Don't try and take their diamonds, Matt. They get very upset. Indeed. There's no lasers in this one, so that's unfortunate. That's why Congo the original is just so much better. Chimps. She's using chimps to mine for diamonds. They're in league with the saucer people and the jockey elves. The jockey elves, I believe. Uh, It's also possible the Rand Corporation. (laughs) The chimps... Are running a diamond mine. They also talk to each other about what a diamond is and what a zircon is, so that's very good as well. <sighs> chimps, I'm just saying, well, chimps are running a diamond mine. They're, di- they're She's using chimps as labor, slave labor in a diamond mine. Comedy! <laughs> Isn't that funny? So, they found many, many diamonds from this lady, and what Hmm, I wonder what would be a satisfying conclusion for this episode. I I don't know, but this is how the Simpsons this this is how the Simpsons creative team decided to end it. All right. So I snapped. You don't understand the crushing loneliness and greed. Don't worry, doctor. We'll get you all the help you need. No. Don't put me away. I'll give you diamonds. Everybody wants diamonds. Diamonds will make everything all better. Diamonds! Diamonds! What a nice lady. Very nice. Hey, Lise, check it out. Diamond vision. Buzz off. Hey, look. Our tour guide got a new job. Mm, quite a promotion. I was wondering what became of him. What happened to President Mantu? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's just a stinking flight attendant. Hey, where's my pillow? Mm-hmm. What a way to end it, right, guys? The I think si- Robbie died. I, the sim- they take diamonds. They take the bribe from this crazy lady out, uh, out with her monkeys, and they just take many diamonds, uh, and then they leave on an airplane. I guess no one's have no one has any trouble or problem with them. Just uh, Homer literally has a shirt full of diamonds. They're not in a briefcase. They're not smuggling di- these diamonds. 
Just have him out and around in this airplane. I mean, obviously, he would have been killed the moment he stepped outdoors. I, I, and get it? There's political upheaval um, in Africa. That's one of the things you know about, right? You know, you dumb person. You don't watch, you don't know anything about Africa. You know, political upheaval. Get it? Coup d'etat? Got it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's totally still alive after a coup. That's how that works. <laughs> What? And don't forget, we throw in one last jab at bag boys because they're the real villains <laughs> oh, here. Oh, that's true. The there is a bag boy stinger that is just written over the 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 shot of them flying away about them being greedy. What? And inept. Don't forget inept. What? What is this? Well, like Andrew said, this is hey, we got to make twenty two episodes this year, twenty four, twenty six, whatever it is. Let's throw anything at the wall. This is shameful. I would be ashamed if my name was on this. This giant steaming pile of garbage. This unfunny, racist mess. What is this? What are you doing, Simpsons writers? What are you doing, Mike Scully? How could you let this go out the door? I understand there are deadlines. I understand you have to make a certain amount of episodes. Do better. Be better. Oh my god. I mean, luckily this was, what, 18 years ago? So we know that it does get slightly better, right? How could it get worse? I guess it's the real question. Could have been a Nelson Mandela joke. Oh, no. Thank you, Andrew, for putting this all in perspective. (laughs) I know, but just just the jokes are the dumb. Just this feels like Mad Libs, and it it is it it just feels like we go. Hey, they go to Africa, and hey, there's wacky cartoon stuff that happens. None of it's very funny. There's not any cleverness in it. There's not. It's and it quite frankly. It's boring, despite all the insanity. It's just, I just, I was watching this with just, I was just like slumped over waiting for it to end because it's just dull. What you said earlier, Andrew, when you have an occasional out of context reality breaking moment, it can be charming. It can be funny. But when the whole episode is that, it, it actually is boring. Because none of it means anything. And that, that's my biggest problem with the episode. Is it just... I mean, I say biggest problem. It, it just feels like filler. There's not a point to any of it. It's disconnected, random stuff slapped together, which sometimes works on the show. There's some episodes that don't have a lot of driving plot or a lot of driving structure, but at least they're funny. <laughs> and this just isn't, you know? There's so many lame gags. There's so many uninspired, shallow riffs on Africa or grocery stores or Jane Goodall for some reason that we've all just been waiting for somebody to take the stuffing out of her. Thank God for those truth tellers at The Simpsons. I just, there's just, there's not anything redeeming about it. I, I am the king of trying to find diamonds in the rough no no pun intended here there's something good to be found in any simpsons episode and you know the best i can say is that the first act is is okay as that sort of disconnected sketch comedy as opposed to any form of storytelling but it's just a a collection of jokes and scenes that have nothing to do with one another 
where the, the jokes aren't even funny. I, I, I am not above enjoying a Simpsons episode for just being a shallow pleasure. I think there are some episodes that don't really have any insight into the human condition or American society and don't tell the tightest stories in the world. But at worst, during the golden years, when they do that kind of episodes, it's just a, an excuse for a bunch of laughs, you know, and they usually feed into one other, one another in some way, shape or form. This is just a big pile of nothing. Like it's, it's lame gags that get maybe a chuckle every now and again without anything to support them. It's, it's a lot to deal with without any bit of spark or enjoyment to be gleaned from them. It's, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's episodes that are worse than this one or that are actively terrible. As you point out, Robbie, this is just kind of there. That's probably the worst sin of all is it's not even bad enough to be entertainingly bad. It's, it's just, I, I, I don't, I consider The Simpsons to be the best television show ever made. And this happened. And they let it happen. How? How could you be? Is and and it's just it's I I could go on forever. How it's just it's I when you make when you make something, don't they? Oh, it's like it's like a kid who forgot to do his homework and just scratched on a piece of paper and threw it at the teacher. Uh, it makes it hurts. This episode hurts. Yeah. Yeah, this episode is it, it, it's awful, basically, and it just—I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to say something new about this, but I can't because no, it's the, just. I mean, it's just—it's just—it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It—I it, I don't know. I was—I don't know when I was sat down and watched it. I hadn't watched it in so long. I was kind of just like, well, I know it's going to be bad. It's usually among almost everyone's list. It is at the near at or near the bottom, and it's just that. It's just so dull so lazy so dumb i i i i don't i don't uh that's something that mystifies me the most is makes it the hardest to engage with is there's a lot of noble failures or even not so noble failures where you say the people behind this work of art were trying for something Maybe they failed. Maybe they failed in an interesting way, but they were trying to do something. They were trying to accomplish something. And there's the, you know, that's the meat of criticism is trying to figure out the difference between or the success of what they were trying to do versus what the results were. But you can't critique something where it feels like they weren't even trying. You know, it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, this is a lazy, lackadaisical effort that legally counts as a Simpsons episode. It's hard to dig your critical claws into it too deeply because it's just too shallow to withstand it. Yeah, it's tissue paper. You start poke you touch you just touch it and it falls apart in your hands. That's the entire episode. It's just it's just constantly it's just there's nothing there. It is cotton candy. Except cotton candy actually tastes good, so it's more like cotton candy made out of manure. Feces, as Homer would say. This place smells of feces. And not only Mikey. Um, we'll rank that episode at the end of the show. So, Matt, I have a question for you. Okay. Is this episode broken? I mean, I think we've talked about this before and that you can't really call an episode broken if it is the worst thing to ever happen to any entertainment medium ever. Like this, <laughs> I, this should have been scoured from the I, earth I, long well, before that. I think it is that. I, I think, Matt, this episode is broken. I don't think it has to be complicated. Uh, okay. However, 
I don't know how to fix it. So I hesitate to go into that segment. Because what do you do to make, I don't, there's, I don't. Step one, hire somebody on the creative staff who is, is from or has at least been to Africa. Apparently Mark Kirkland went to Kenya. Okay, well, somebody for the writer's room. <laughs> he, he's, he spits. He apparently, when he was 16, Kirkland spent six weeks in Kenya with a film crew that was making a documentary. Well, that makes him a PhD compared to the writers, given the <laughs> results of the script that they put together. I, yeah, I, I guess I feel sorry for Mark Kirkland. I don't know. I think this episode is broken. I don't think we can fix it. I think the only way to fix this would be to, like Matt said, scour it from the earth. But I do want to just make it official. Uh, this episode is in. in I irre- irre- irrevocably broken, I would actually say. So bad that I can't do anything with it. Anyone could. I don't... I I, I think they're out of their depth. I think the Simpsons should not be traveling, being doing episodes about them going to Africa. Largely, the Simpsons do best when they are uh, analyzing our culture, American culture, not other continents, and just assuming that all the things we know about Africa come from one little tiny place in it, the country. Okay, let's let's move on. I mean, I, I, okay. what were you going to say, Andrew? I say I disagree with that slightly. I think you could have a really good episode about The Simpsons going to Africa, but it would take writing from somebody who has some actual insight into countries and different cultures of Africa. You could actually have it say something and have that cross-cultural comparison with, you know, an American experiencing those things for the first time. I, I think it could be done. I think this is a hundred thousand miles away from that. I, even in the golden years, I'm not sure if the Simpsons could execute on that idea well. uh, Either way, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group and see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. What they thought of it. Any other interesting notes? So guys, what did you think that the people of the day thought of this episode? I'm assuming that they just hated it so much and they were like, no, we refuse to believe this. It's so bad. I assume it gets praised as a frank and unflinching look at the realities of Africa. I've got some. I'll, I'll read some. I got three reviews. I'll, I'll read them in order. These are the, the, the highs and the lows. First review. This has been the funniest episode of all season, at least from the ones I have seen. The Simpsons are back at being at their best. This is about the only show that I watch regularly, and actually attempt to watch. The best thing is that as shaky as it seemed, this episode really did well with the continuity. Bag Boy Strike, to No Food, to Animal Crackers, to Safari. Well, there's some steps in between there, but still. Great episode. A plus. Next review. This Bart is a crazy person. Next review. Yeah. A next review. Another excellent episode. While some of the jokes left something to be desired, the African jokes were funny. The witch doctor especially. And the ending was perfectly zany. A classic, hands down. A plus. 10 out of 10. What? What did the universe do to hurt these people? <laughs> All right. So here's one that's closest to us. Stay in Springfield Simpsons. The last few traveling apps have been awful, and this one no exception. First act was far more interesting than the rest of the show. The producers could have executed the act as well as they did the teacher strike. This would have been far better. 
The second act was decent, up until the hippo point. After that, the show seemed to deteriorate, relying on the bathroom humor laughs for the rest of the show. One of, if not the, worst episode of this season, D-. At least there were some intelligent people back then. Um, we were, we talked about the couch gag in this one, uh, the, the chorus line, couch gag. This was the seventh time it was used. Wow. And yes, it is used because it is the longest. It is usually seven, seven, seventh times. This is the seventh, and it was used to pat out the episode. Which does, honestly, that's better than more of what the was in the rest of the episode. I, I mean, that's true, Matt. It does not actually, but it does not defeat any argument about them being too lazy to you know finish the episode. Uh, the final note is a bunch of people commiserating about being bag boys and how Agnes, Agnes uh, in the episode says. I want everything in one bag, but I don't want it to be heavy. Apparently, many uh, former bag boys have gotten that exact same request. More than more than one. Multiple bag boys say, yeah, like, I've seen multiple old ladies that go up to me and say, yes, please put everything in one bag. I don't want it to be heavy. So, this is, this is tie balloons guys. to it. I don't know if you know that. What was that, Andrew? You can tie balloons to it. <laughs> That'd be a lot of balloons. Yeah. I'm trying here. Right? <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I, it's cute. I think bag boys commiserating. Uh, that's about it for the news group segment. I'm, I was expecting some hatefulness towards it, considering that it's un- almost unanimously considered one of the worst episodes ever by most people, and yet very some a lo- mostly positive reviews. Even the most, that was the only D or lower grade given by anyone there. Wow. All of the others were like A's and B's, a few C's. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's that's all I got. Uh, we, can, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is the moment of The Simpsons that almost made you quit the show? It's appropriate for this episode, yeah. It's appropriate for last week's, too. Uh, it's, uh, it's evergreen in the scully years. Uh, lots of very good answers. I, I, I appreciate everyone who took the time to answer them. Uh, first from Jeremy. The Simpsons has always been a part of my life since the show began, and even though it's not as good now as the golden years, I still watch it and get a lot of enjoyment from it. The most suicide jokes, however, made almost made me stop watching more than once. I get it that the show is a satire, but these jokes are only not funny, but also really cruel and irresponsible. They make light of a very serious problem. Undermines the real struggle that a lot of people have not only gone through, but still continue to do so. Yeah, I don't know why they keep going back to that well, but they do. Uh, From Matthew. I made it through 23 and 28 and three quarter seasons and didn't have that moment. Heck, one of my top five eps is from season 23. But then there was No Good Read Goes Unpunished with its tone-deaf and callous response to the problem with the poo. Agree or not with that documentary, the points it raised deserved a more thoughtful response than that, with all the privilege it entailed. I had a long, dark night of the soul about whether I could keep watching the show. I decided one truly awful decision doesn't unmake everything I love about the show, and I keep watching. But I don't think I could stand another moment like that. Uh, from Ashley, three words, that 90s show. I loathe that episode with every fiber of my being. It provided a lazy origin story that pales in comparison to what came before. The jokes were stale and relied on too much camp that wasn't worth the sum of its parts. Uh, from Aaron, I've never stopped, but I do watch newer episodes more passively now with lowered expectations. I'll leave them on as background noise because I know they're never going to achieve Golden Age quality again. 
no show possibly can, after 30 years. I've just grown so attached to these characters that I don't think I could ever abandon them. At this point, their familiar voices bring comfort, as corny as that sounds. Uh, from Robbie. Nothing. There may be episodes I don't like as much, but I know the next one I'll like more. There's always more great episodes to come. No episode, moment, character, or situation has ever made me consider stopping or quitting the show. Uh, from Darren. The Mad, 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 Mad Marge episode. Uh, my breaking point was when she was declared insane. It totally murdered her character. Also, the doctor who declared her insane was the same doctor from Hurricane Nettie, but his younger version that only appears in flashbacks. That also drives me crazy. Uh, from Lauren. I remember running down the stairs to watch The Simpsons. It was a big family thing in my house, but the elves in Saddlesaur Galactica changed everything. I could still see my father's disgusted expression here. Is this a stupid remark? I think that was the beginning of the end. If I remember right, The Simpsons in Africa episode finished us. I don't remember us coming together as often to watch The Simpsons unless the old episodes were on TV. From AJ, I still watch episodes when I hear of interesting ones. I tapered off watching religiously during season 20 when I started college. My memory of episodes after season 12 was really bad. The last moment I remember before really stopping was when Mona died. And it wasn't in response to her death, but it was around then. And episodes where, the, where they killed off good characters like that didn't help. Uh, from Jenny, the final scene from The Trouble with Trillions. Jesus Christ. I honestly could not believe the episode ended like that. I was not happy. Why not cut the stupid chase scene, for example, and use the time to make a decent ending for the episode? Episode spoke volumes about the decline of The Simpsons for me, and that final scene was the icing on the cake. You could use that same criticism for many episodes recently. Why couldn't they just make a decent ending? From Hannah, uh, the Mr. Burns talent show episode, Monty Burns Fleeing Circus, was the episode that triggered an end to week and week out viewing. I still watch more like five episode binges every now and then. Uh, episode was just a complete rechead. Did nothing with the characters. Worst of all, was boring. Nothing happened. A bunch of characters we've seen a thousand times. They're the same old shtick. Beyond any overly wacky, wacky episode was my limit unwatchable. From Brian, in season 15's Codependence Day, Marge discovers she enjoys drinking with Homer. She realizes she's overdoing it, so she tells Homer she's going to take a break from drinking. They go to Oktoberfest, and Homer pressures her into drinking. They both get blackout drunk, and Homer crushes the car. Before the police arrive, Homer puts Marge in the driver's seat, and she's sent to rehab. This is the most despicable, unforgiving thing, unforgivable thing Homer has done, and I stopped watching for a long time after. From Derek, at Ismith Derek. For me, it's not a specific moment, but season 20 is where the show and I part ways. Can't stomach anything thereafter. The show had been dying a slow death for years by that point, but once it went to HD, you could see how visually, you could finally see how visually cold and sterile the show had gotten. From Chuck, at Chuck Siders, Moe's bar rag broke me. I stuck through the lean years, and I was pleasantly surprised at the return to quality post-season 20, but this episode broke me. I only watch occasionally now. From Timothy, at Timothy Burleson. I've never ever quit the show, but still watch. But my jump the shark moment was when the jockeys appeared in Saddlesaur Galactica. Obviously, there were plenty of cracks in the story before, but that was my drop the beer. WTF just happened moment. From Zach at Zach Kowalski. Kang is being used in a canonical episode. Recently tried watching the episode Mark Marin guessed it on and turned it off five minutes in. John at John Fine 2. Never got close to quitting. I have settled into a nice 30-year rut and I'm good with it. That made me laugh. Uh, finally, from Employee Million. Uh, two different ins answers, each from a different point in my life. The first is the ending of The Trouble with Trillions. I collected the, the, the season box sets over the course of a year, and when I got to the episode, I felt like further investment wasn't worth it. The episode story is just a mishmash of events, ending with the main characters losing. I didn't see any reason to continue watching episodes in order. Second breaking point, made me never want to watch the new Simpsons episodes again. Season 15's Marge, where singles, seniors, childless couples, teens, and gays. Already an awful waste of time. 
with an irritating recurring song at the start, Homer beating his skull with a hammer in front of Maggie, and an ass-backwards second act swerve of Springfield banning all child-friendly stuff because I don't know. Part that irked me most was a little girl getting tased, supposedly to death off-screen. Doesn't even deserve the generic zombies Simpsons moniker. Because if you came face with a zombie during an outbreak, your first instinct wouldn't be to punch its face against a wall 20 times. Maybe if you were a buff action dude, but not a cartoon nerd. Matt, what is your answer? So I watched probably up through seasons eight or nine uh, when they were coming out. And that is right about the time I w- got to it was the end of high school, beginning of college when I lost cable television. Uh, so I didn't really see anything past probably season nine. Uh, until uh, you know the internet became a thing, and I was able to download all the episodes, and then I could eventually afford the DVD box sets. So I never saw Kill the Alligator and Run until probably 2007, 2008. At that point, I was just like, you know what, I'm done. I'm I'm not going to watch these anymore. And luckily, I picked it back up again probably four or five years later because I was like, well, let me see where they're at now. Uh, and you know, that was mostly rewatching the Golden Years and then saying, okay, I guess I'll keep going. And being pleasantly surprised by the seasons we have coming up, uh, season 13 was decent, season 14, 15 got a lot better, uh, and then it basically ascended to the rut that it's in now. Uh, thank you for whoever's <laughs> whoever's words I'm stealing there. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was definitely uh, uh, Kill the Alligator and Run that made me think, you know what, I don't need to see all of these more than once. Andrew? So mine is a little interesting. I am probably like the person who settled into their 30-year rut and isn't going to disrupt it. But the closest I came was uh, the Lady Gaga episode. Not that it was enough to break me, but it was enough to break my wife. She had uh, jumped on board and was watching new episodes with me. And after that one, she said, I'm done. You know, Let me know if there's a good episode, but I'm not going to keep watching every new episode with you. And, you know, I, I do most things, at least in my free time, with my wife. So if she wasn't on board, there was a good chance. At least I, I stopped watching them as regularly for a while. Uh, eventually, I started watching TV while I exercise, which is the perfect time to watch terrible things like new Simpsons episodes that my wife has no interest in. So Lady Gaga, almost the breaking point. Yeah, I can't remember. I stopped watching in the teens when I was younger in high school. I stopped watching in the teen years. I don't really, I don't, I think it was more, it wasn't a particular moment that ended, like, stopped me. It was more just like, a, it was an attrition. It was just, I, it was in these years. It was in the skull years. And I think I just kept, you know, bom- getting bombarded by these episodes. And I just couldn't recover. And I just was like, I don't, why am I watching this anymore? And I'm like, and I'm a teenager. There's not a better time for me to go, I don't care about this much. I don't want, I'm not going to be, I don't have appointment television really. I'm busy. Uh, so it fell off. I will say that honestly, like since we started the podcast, um, it was no good read goes unpunished with, you know, the response to the problem with the poo. And I don't, I don't know what to do with the poo. I don't know what to do, what, you know, I, I, we, we talked about that documentary in a bonus episode. If you want to go go to Patreon and, you know, support us and listen to it, you can. But that episode is the most, it's just, I, having Lisa look at the camera and lecture me? Really? This is what you do, Simpsons creators? 
you can't like write a piece on medium about it or something you know you can't put an op-ed in some in variety or something you can't you can't just do that no you have to have this character that i like like lecture me about sensitivity (laughs) oh okay it it made me question like if they keep doing this i don't know if i have the patience for it don't have your what are you doing don't have your characters talk to me what what are you you serious (sighs) okay speaking directly uh next week's question what is a cartoonish moment from the simpsons that you love trying to be positive again there's a lot we are we harped a lot about the scully years and how dumb the cartoony stuff is at times what is a cartoonish moment that you love get back to some positive vibes pma matt positive vibes it is yep yep what is pma positive mental attitude uh, bro brah bro bro bra, bra, pma bra. all right we can move on to our next segment it's time for the no go trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the No Go Trivia Challenge is Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard. Try and stump the other. Matt has a five-point lead on me still. Uh, and that's not necessarily good because we don't have, we only have, let's see, one, two, three, four more episodes to go, Matt. Whew, all right. I only have to hold it together for another month. <laughs> all right, Sideshow Bob. Yeah, Sideshow Bob Grumble. Um, are you ready for an easy question, Matt? I'm ready. These are from two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. Okay. What is the unique feature of the fish caught by Bart? I believe that it has three eyes. You are correct. All right. So all of your questions are from Sunday Cruddy Sunday. Why would you do this to me? Because I looked at the episodes and I'm like, how can I make, how can I punish Robbie for not letting me skip this? And I was like, oh, this is how. Hey, Matt, when I texted you that one day out of the blue and said, hey, do you want to do a Simpsons podcast with me? And you said, sure. I didn't, I thought you understood the soul debt that you were taking on. It's been a long time <laughs> since I saw season 11 and 12. So I didn't. So this is my payback. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. All right. So uh, your first easy question. What sporting event do Homer and Bart and the rest of the guys go to in Sunday Karate Sunday? That would be the Super Bowl. You are correct. Uh, Excuse me. The big game. (laughs) Yes. The big game. (laughs) Don't want to get sued. Uh, Your medium question, Matt. How many code violations does the plant have? Uh, Specific number. Uh, It is a specific number. I'm going to say 412. You are incorrect. Oh. Andrew, do you have a guess? 219. Close, but you're way off. <laughs> 342. <laughs> 342 is the amount of violations. 342. So, your medium question. What is the full name of the travel agent that uh, sets up the trip for Homer and Bart and the rest of the Springfield guys? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we're, I'll say S- Skip Callahan. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Wally Kogan. Wally. Wally Kogan. Who plays Wally? Uh, Fred Willard. Oh, Fred Willard. Yes, That's, I was trying to think of it. It's, I was like, it's not Eugene Levy. <laughs> it's not, it's one of, it's a Eugene Levy type. 
It's Fred Willard. It's another of the Christopher Guest crew. Yeah, exactly. The guest, one of the 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 guest people. All right, Matt, you ready for a hard question? I have to be. How much would repairs cost for the plant, precisely? Okay, precisely. Um, we're liking numbers now. Uh, it's uh, I don't, I don't think sixty-two million dollars. <laughs> no, you, you're not you're not correct, Matt. I did. This is very oh, okay. this is very difficult. Andrew, do you know? Five hundred million dollars. No, they don't even say the exact number. They only you will have to read the exact number on Smithers' calculator. Oh Lord. He says roughly fifty-six million dollars out loud, but the actual number is fifty-six million dollars eighty fifty-six million eighty-eight thousand eight hundred dollars is how much it would cost, roughly. Wow. I told you it's hard. What's it's what's my hard question? Your hard question today that I, I no longer feel bad about. Great. What are the names of Dan Marino's henchmen at the Super Bowl? <laughs> he has henchmen. Um uh tire iron and willie you're actually not that far off it is bubba and hacksaw bubba and hacksaw i was trying to think of like he's like has to be going to like the old line i remember like old linesman names in there but bubba and hacksaw i was, just wondering, I was thinking is that like from the first ace ventura movie because i know dan marina was in that <laughs> yes i don't oh man you know what hasn't aged really well ace ventura ace ventura Anything that involves uh, any type of uh, transsexual person? Uh, I mean, that's that's one. Uh, that's Ace Ventura 1. Ace Ventura 2 is actually, you know, they, he goes to Africa. And it's less sensitive oh, than yeah. this episode. Yeesh. It's There's very... always a deeper level to sink to. That's very true. Uh, Andrew, did you bring any trivia questions for us? In fact, I did. I brought three trivia questions for each of you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Who would like to go first? Uh, let, let Matt, Matt, Matt can go first. Okay, okay, sure. All right, Matt, your easy question. Oh, and I should say, the theme for all of these questions is primates to go with our lovely uh, reviewing episode here. So, Matt, in Lisa's Substitute, Homer is affronted when Lisa refers to him as what? I believe a baboon. That is correct. Baboon, 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 baboon. The dumbest, stinkiest animal of them all. Now, um, Robbie, your easy question. In 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, Homer is talked into visiting an internet cafe, given the promise of the chance to see what? I am completely blanking on this. Um, internet cafe, 30 Minutes Over Tokyo. Lisa is trying to sell... Homer on going to the internet cafe so that he can try out the internet. Right. Is unsuccessful, but right. then Bart oh, promises okay. something. I remember now. Uh, dancing monkeys? I don't remember. Do not remember this detail. I believe it's it's monkeys doing it. Matt is correct. Monkeys doing it? That's they wrote Shit. that in an episode. Oh no, I did. I was <laughs> like, I was such a, I was such an innocent back then. I didn't. I was not ready for the depths. <laughs> All right, Matt, your medium question. In the Itchy and Scratchy and Coochie show, what two projects does Troy McClure mention when auditioning for the role of Poochie? Oh, God. Um, I have no idea. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. <laughs> Robbie, do you know? Uh, no. 
No, I can't remember. <laughs> the answer is Christmas Ape. And Christmas Ape Christmas goes, Ape to, goes summer to summer camp. camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, no, I have no memory of that whatsoever. <laughs> well, I hope you have memory of this, Robbie, because oh, your medium question uh-huh. is, in Bart the Genius, what is the name of the, quote, big, dumb, balding North American ape that Bart tries to play in Scrabble, and how is it spelled? <laughs> That'd be Quijibo. That's K-W-Y-J-I-B-O. That is correct. Go, Robbie. Wow, he remembered how to spell it. I'm so impressed. I asked Matt a trivia question about Quijibo last week. <laughs> Did you really? And I'm just, it must have just sunk into my subconscious. Well, I... I'll take it. Eight points. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, Matt, your hard question. What three episodes has King Homer, the giant ape version of the Simpsons patriarch, appeared in? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a good reaction for a hard question. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Yes, I want to say it's like Treehouse of Horror 3. King Homer. I have no clue. Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Treehouse of Horror 3 is correct. That's the, his first appearance. In Jazzy and the Pussycats, he appears in a couch gag, taking Marge up the, scaling the Empire State Building with Marge in tow to get to the couch. And then in Wedding for Disaster... Uh, Homer accuses Marge of being a bridezilla, which leads to a little imagined spot for Maggie where she sees Marge as Godzilla and Homer as King Homer again. Wow. So you used episodes from like post season 18. So that that's not cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> it's, you got to find good ape based questions. <laughs> you have to scour for those eight, those eight questions. <laughs> Robbie, your hard question. Very confident. <laughs> From the Mansion family, tell me the name of Mr. Burns' knife-fighting monkey, what color he is, and where his scar is located. Oh, God. Um, uh, his name is Anthony, and he's gray, and he has a scar on his eye. None of that is correct. Kind <laughs> I, of gray. I don't, there's... <laughs> Dark gray. I, I just, Andrew, you would not believe this, but that was all the guess. Oh wow! Oh, like, yeah. You sounded so confident. <laughs> I know. I was. I was taken aback. Yes, Matt. Do you, do you know? Oh God. Um, I. Uh, it's not Mojo. I want to say it's like. I want to say it's Jojo. I don't think that's correct, but I'm gonna go with that just for the interest of time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I believe he is brown, uh, or like a bluish, bluish gray brown, and uh, his scar is. Uh, generally in the face region. Uh, basically, it's it's not the eye, but it's like around the eye because he needs it most of Smithers' skin. So the answer is the ape's name is Furious George, in a delicious pun. Of course, he is a black ape, though I I wrote in my notes except dark gray. So you're in the ballpark, Robbie. And his scar is on his right pectoral or the right side of his chest. Though he does in the end get bandaged around his face, so that's why. Mr. Burns decides that he needs most of Smithers' skin. Why would you name a monkey that you don't want to fight Furious George? 
Who knows? I don't think he doesn't want Furious George to fight. I think he's just aghast that Furious George has lost the fight and is in such raw shape afterward. Ah, uh, I see. All right. Well, again, maybe giving the writers too much credit here. <laughs> hey, I like I we liked the Mansion Family. That's a, that is a good example of just silly gags and not like even like post golden years episode that is just silly gags and is perfectly enjoyable. But agreed. Yeah. Um I am up a point after this. I'm only down 4 now. So uh, just have to, like do that. Have, is, uh, have to do yeah. that every week, and I'll I'll tie with Matt. Just get a point a week. That's all I got to do. I'm start making the easy questions even harder. What? That's not you know that's not kosher. That's not fair. <laughs> all right, we move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So, Matt. Yes, Robbie. Wh- how low do we put this? Well, that's the real question: is is this the worst episode? And honestly, I mean, are if my computer will ever start scrolling again, I can get down to the bottom of this list. I don't know why I bother scrolling up because right now we have kill the alligator and run, and really. I don't know. I think they're, this is definitely worse than Missionary Impossible, which is right above that, and Mad, Mad, Mad Marge. But Kill the Alligator and Run is really bad. I just, I don't know. I think I think the racism alone might be enough to put this at the very bottom. It's, it's harder and harder to judge this fairly, because I have accrued all the trauma from the previous weeks. So it's even, it's just more tiresome. Every time, every every time we encounter one of these worst episodes ever, it's always like, is it actually worse than Kill the Alligator Run? I think it is absolutely worse than Missionary Impossible. Um, Kill the Alligator Run is also incredibly lazy and incredibly stupid and incredibly not funny. Um, but I, this episode made me feel so tired, and I don't know. If I've ever, I I don't know if any other episode has done that to me that may, has done this had this effect on me made me feel this just exhausted. It's so so bad, and it's it's boring and it's it's a it's a slog. It's a tw- it's twenty minutes. It should not. Li- it's as literally as short as they could possibly make a Simpsons episode. Like there is the full intro, and then it has the f- longest couch gag they have, and it is it. it and still, I'm. Just, I want this thing to be over immediately. It, it, it's just nonsense from beginning to end. I think it's the worst. I think it's the worst. Okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you don't want an impassioned argument about how it's slightly better no, than Kill the Alligator no. and Run. Nope, nope. This episode is bad, and I hate it. And quite frankly, as long as you hate it as well, I don't care how much we hate it in comparison to other awful things. <laughs> I know this isn't your least favorite episode of all time, Andrew. You've told me the the, the Scream at Pillar episode is your least favorite of all time. It is. I haven't I haven't gone as systematically as you guys are going through them, but it's the one that just made me go, for the love of God, what are you doing here? But that, that, we shall see. It's, it's been a while since I've rewatched that one. This may may unseat it in my mind. We shall see what we shall see. Yeah, I don't. It's not great. 
place it i don't you know i don't want to be arguing about which if this is the worst episode of all time i want to be arguing how good an episode like this episode's good we should put it up higher than we thought that'd be great but that doesn't happen very often anymore i i will say i think kill the alligator and run is is clearly a better episode than this because it has a plot it's not much of a plot it doesn't make much sense but it's got a plot uh, uh, and i it? think there are more labs in it than than this one has i think it's again not a lot it's not something you would ever show to somebody and be like hey look this is what the simpsons is but there's laughs there in a way that i just i don't think there are in in simpsons safari but totally. i I, shot is I agree with your placement. I don't think I laugh very much at Kill the Alligator Run either, and I don't. I it's less offensive. That's largely what I come back to. You know, that's that's the deciding factor because I think they're both dreary and terrible to watch, and unpleasant experiences and bad television. Um, Simpsons of Fire also has a some general general uh, the, the racism in there, so that puts it over the top. Congratulations, uh, Simpsons Safari. new worst episode ever, new number two hundred and fifty on the list the very bottom of the list so that's good it's number 250 we've we've ranked 250 episodes man well thank goodness we have a new one on the bottom where we're just we're adding more and more to the bottom and the top is set in stone ah uh, yeah i mean we're well i think the thing we're going to watch is the post golden years rank because i think that's will i think we'll definitely have stuff that beats currently bart the mother which is currently post golden years number one i think we're gonna put stuff above that for sure I think Bart, That's the, true. Bart the Mother is very good. I think there are episodes to come that are better than it. Um, Homer's Enemy is still number one in our list. Last place is Simpsons Safari at number 250. Luckily, we get a good episode next week. It is Trilogy of Air. Ooh, finally something good. Trilogy of Air is a good episode. I've watched it recently, and it holds up. Unfortunately, after that, we have I'm Going to Praise Land. <sighs> I remember how much you loved the first episode with Rachel Jordan, Robbie. Uh, God, the but but you'll have the nice reward of trilogy of error after all that you yes, have suffered with this one. Yeah, trilogy of error is next, and that's that's a fun that's a fun, simple, easy, nice episode. I'm happy to watch it. I'm glad to watch it. Talk about it, my friend Matt. That'll be next week. Um, before you go, you can go and find all this stuff at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there to our Facebook, to our Twitter to our rss feed and link to our patreon if you want to uh help us out and uh help us pay for hosting and all that stuff uh, you can go there and get some bonus material along with your two dollar pledge um you can find me online on twitter at robbie dorman you can go to my website it's robbiedorman.com links to everything i do is on there including my newly released horror novel conquest you can buy it there you can also it has links to all my other podcasts there as well andrew where can they find you and all your writing online. They can find me in the acknowledgments page of Robbie's awesome new horror novel, Conquest, which you should totally check out. It is on Amazon right now, and you should all go read it. Uh, they can also find me liking pictures of adorable foster kittens on Kit Interns, the Instagram page devoted to the extremely cute little cats that Matt and his wife are very generously fostering until they find their forever homes, which you can find at instagram.com slash kit interns and you know if you have time after that you can find me reviewing the final season of game of thrones as part of the 
uh, expanded film and TV section of Consequence of Sound. So please do stop by and rant or gush about the goings-on in Westeros with me. But uh, as always, thank you guys for having me on the show, even if it's a, for a new worst episode ever. It's fun to to dig into the less-than-great Simpsons stuff with you guys. It's, it, it eases the pain, let's say that much. It's very, very subtle, very subtle plugs, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Very, very subtle. <laughs> I'm known for my subtlety. <laughs> Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. However, as of about three hours ago, we just picked up two adorable new kittens that uh, last I heard were going to be named Wanda and Pietro. Uh, so go to that kitten insurance page and, uh, you know, check out the cuteness. Does Pietro hate ATMs, Matt? I'm assuming. He also hates most people and baths for that matter. <laughs> Who doesn't? I didn't know that. About, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that about Quicksilver. Of course, he, he just he just showers in the terrace and mists. I, I, oh, are we going to we're going to oh, bring that up? We're I, never letting anyone forget that one. I like Son of M. I like Son Hey, I'm going to say it. I like Son of M. Not ashamed. Mm-hmm. It was a scroll. It was always a scroll. I don't. We're not going to. They've done Quicksilver so dirty lately. I can't even. The last like that, that the new that new mini was good. The solid Saladin Ahmed mini series was good. Yeah, that's true. That was good. Um, with that, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.